Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybaitmadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. It's an honor and delight to be here today with Dr. Patch Adams, who is the director of the Gesundheit Haidt Institute, who found nothing he liked in medical school life and decided to design a hospital model that addressed all the problems of healthcare delivery in a single model. After 12 years practicing of this model, they closed the doors to seek additional funding. Within a year, he felt the urge to care. So since 1985, he's been taking clowns to war, orphanages, hospitals, and homeless shelters. He has also written over 400,000 personal longhand letters to 139 countries, all asking for help in our current healthcare climate. Uh, Pat has been an inspiration to me and countless around the world. So thank you for taking time to talk today. I am, I'm ready. Good. So to jump right in here, um, tell us a little bit of how you're making sense of this moment. Have, have we seen anything like this? And what do you think this moment, uh, how, how does this moment call upon uh, each of us? You know, I've been a political activist since I was 16, and I'm 74. So what we've, the worst thing we've seen historically is capitalism. Money is not God, but the leaders behave that way. And this climate change, which is a much greater disaster than the coronavirus is a direct consequence of greed. That it's interesting, I do tell wealth that extinction means them too. And so I don't want the coronavirus to supplant the, the need to talk everywhere about climate change. Yeah. So it's a flea yeah. where the other is a whole beehive. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so Pat, you uh, say that friendship, not laughter, is the best medicine. Why is that? Well, um, I'm a doctor who doesn't believe there are any mental problems. They're pharmaceutical company diagnoses. That I think mental illness is a consequence of a loss of tribe, a loss of a connection to nature, and unconnected to the arts. So if we got back to friendship, friendship is the name of the other people in your tribe. And I, I see it as the highest, greatest part of life, friendship. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, at a, at, a, at a moment like this, where we're all, uh, all of us with our hearts open are looking to take care of each other. How do we do it? We have to keep distance. We can't hug each other like usual, build community, community like usual. How do we build friendship? How do we take care of each other? Well, I think those are two separate things. I mean, if we don't tax the rich 90, 
How are we going to feed all the people losing their jobs? It's a huge number of people. They've closed down where we're living, the restaurants, the stores like Best Buy, uh, all sorts of places are closing down. And so a lot of people who are on low paying jobs are wondering how to take care of their family, pay their debts and these sorts of things. And, and so certainly a major reason to have friends is that you always have a place to go. And that you always have, if you lost everything, do you have a family that would take you in? Yeah. And I also have that. And that's what friendship is. It's a hell of a ship. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's something to think, a person to think about whenever you want something great to think about. So, so you're talking about major economical changes, major political changes, social changes. How, how do you think about spirituality in this work? Like when you are talking about clowns at war with orphanages, hospitals, homeless shelters, how do you think about the realm of the spirit? Well, I'm going to maybe surprise you and say, I don't think I've believed in God ever for one minute of my life. Uh -huh. And I think of myself as a very spiritual person. Yeah. I grew up in the 60s where they said, God is love. I didn't see Christians acting that way. I didn't see religious people acting like love, but I thought, wow, if God is love, yay God. But people historically have not acted like God was love. It was more like a, a, a nasty principle. So I think of, I work for love. I've been a doctor 50 years, I never charged any money. Yeah. And so love for me is, is the greatest experience of life, whether it's loving the self. And in my 50 years of interviewing patients, three to four hour long interviews, I'm not sure I found more than three or 4% that really love themselves. Wow, wow. And by loving themselves, I mean, however strong that feeling is that you have for God or for your partner or your children, that that's what you have for yourself. Yeah. That self-esteem, when I ask a patient, do you have self-esteem out of the blue, they'll say, well, I, you know, I, well, I, yeah, well, I don't know. Where when you have self-esteem, you go, right, Bob. So how does it work? I mean, how, how do we get there? I mean, a lot of us feel low around ourselves for lots of reasons. I mean, what are some steps each of us can take to begin? Well, to hear how weird it is. 13 years of schooling, K through 12. I haven't found one school in the world that teaches one hour in 13 years of the most important thing in life, mm -hmm. love. Okay, so most of our gender doesn't know squat, squat about love. I, I've told audiences, I think 85% of men are dangerous to women. And, and so we don't teach love. What if we taught it one hour a day, five days a week for the first seven years, and then seventh through 12th grade, you took all the other classes on four days, and one day a week you went out and put love into the community. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? 
But what do we do for teaching wonder and curiosity and passion and hope and wisdom? What, you know, school is where you get grades. I got an A, I got a B. Nothing to do with wisdom. So, you know, just a last question, because I want to honor your time. What, can you share with us one story of transformation, some story from your journeys, from your work out in the field, um, where you saw transformation and how, how, how you intend to build off that and how all of us can build off such a story? Well, when I was in my senior year in medical school, I, I designed this hospital. Hospitals are expensive. I still don't have the hospital I planned 50 years ago. So I graduated in 71 and I did what children of the 60s did. 20 of us moved into a six bedroom house. Three of us were doctors and we were open 24 seven. We had 500 to 1,000 people in our home each month with five to 50 overnight guests a night. Many of them would have been called mentally ill. They were all welcome. My first interview with an adult was three or four hours long. I wanted to know them. I liked the great literature of history and so read a lot of fat books about people. And, what did I find out? I noticed when everything was free, when if you didn't cook, you cleaned up and you saw everybody cleaning up. When you, I mean, to give a, a strong example, there are many people that the police are picking up all over the country, mostly men, yelling the F word and you, F you. Okay, they take them, they lock them up, they give them heavy injections. And so that at least 15 times that happened in our house. And so they would be in the living room and yelling this out loud. And I would grab like three medical students and maybe three patients who thought no one suffered as badly as they did. And I'd say, okay, put your arms under your armpits, hands under your armpits like this and dance around them going, Ah, F you, ah, F you. And nine of them laughed and they instantly changed. They couldn't go back to doing it. And my longest hug was 12 hours in those 12 years. Wow. So by surrounding them with nature, with friendship, with creativity and the arts, they didn't have a chance never gave a psychiatric medicine. All those people that were depressed, we loved them. So we have to take care of each other. We have to inspire hope. We have to hold each other. We have to uh, be willing to listen, as you're saying, and rather just, than just diagnose mental illness, we need to create healthier models. And it sounds like you're saying each of us can participate in this. Well, we, what would you like your child to know at the end of 12th grade? Would you like them to be really skilled at loving and wonder and curiosity and passion and hope? Yeah. Because our school, so no grades. There wouldn't be any grades in my school. Yeah. There would be stimulated interests. Yeah. And you can, 
you know, it's interesting for most adults, the closest they get to that is to have a child and to want to have input into the child. So it's not like they study math from three to four. They go for walks. They stand on their shoulders. They they enjoy each other. I love it. Teaching most people are lonely. <laughs> In a planet with seven point five billion people, yep. most adults are lonely. Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. How how hard do you have to work not to be tribal? For fifty million years, we. Homo sapiens, we have been tribal animals. And the worst thing we did was go nuclear family. It doesn't work in any country. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, uh, you've given us so much to think about, and it's all interconnected. The political system, the economic system, our educational system, our family system, and um, to think about how each of us can foster love and help folks move out of places of loneliness to moments of connection. Can I ask, please, to let people hear all that I said? All of this has been recorded and will be shared with our next work. We wish you you many blessings of uh, health and long life and continued strength in all of your work. Thank you. Tell people to go to patchadams.org if you want to. And I'm still trying to build a hospital that will be free for all people where the cleaning person and the surgeon will make the same salary. They'll all live together as a communal eco-village and make 300 a month. How scary is that gonna be? Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much.